0: Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and I'm going to be joined by professional bettor Simon Hunter. But first, it has been an insane night for the past 24 hours. Betting markets around the world have been on a roller coaster trying to predict who was going to become the next president of the United States. Uh, There were moments last night where Donald Trump was a heavy, heavy favorite at nearly 5 to 1 by 11 p.m. He was down to 2 to 1. As I record this at 9.30 on a Wednesday morning, Joe Biden is at about 3 to 1 and climbing. And we're going to get to the football, I promise, but uh, there's a very specific reason why I'm mentioning this. Uh, Last night, our friend Simon Hunter, professional better Simon Hunter, my co-host on the podcast, uh, tweeted late last night that a sharp better he knows had gone in on Trump And that tweet sent gambling Twitter aflame for a moment. Um, Simon, we're going to get into everything and we're going to talk about the phrase that pays. We're going to talk about how someone won $400 this week and we are going to donate $400 to the charity of their choice to match it for participating in the phrase that pays and reviewing the podcast. Um, But Before we jumped on, We were just talking about the presidential stuff. And, like, it's fascinating just as a better. I don't care if you're for Biden or for Trump. From a betting perspective, like, people are making serious bank on this. Explain what you just explained to Matt Mitchell and I before we jumped on the podcast. Matt Mitchell, cue the music. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got
1: money on my mind, I can never get enough. (laughs) (laughs) What a weekend and what a night for for me personally but basically for this political stuff this this guy we have in our group he he's old man he's like late 60s early 70s and he lives in egypt and he just day trades currency that's what his real job is but he's so good at political betting he and like especially american he's so good so basically he reached out to my boss bob and Bob's the one that sends it out to all of us. He's telling us what this guy's doing and what this guy's looking at. So basically, this guy sent out to us that he liked Trump. He liked the value on Trump when it was sitting at 180. So I took a 180 and moved to 160 about 10 minutes later because, like, obviously a lot of big money. People are getting the same exact message. Moved to 150. I took it again on Trump. And I put it out on Twitter because I was just like, you know what? This This looks real. This looks like good value. And I put a disclaimer. I'm not red. I'm not blue. I'm green. I'm just putting this out there i have no i have no idea man i don't know anything about politics i don't watch politics i'm just going off a person who is really well informed and on the inside of a lot of this stuff and basically i said if if Biden becomes a dog you take it and you just have free money on the middle a couple hundred people are betting 000, a thousand bucks that's that comes in at a million dollar movement in a matter of minutes so of course this guy was spot on he told us Check back in at ten thirty before eleven, not like ten o'clock East Coast time, and check the line and get take Biden. I already took Biden at plus two hundred once it had moved that much, and then I took him again at plus three hundred because it's just crazy value to me. This was a coin toss, just like everyone else was saying. This was a coin toss kind of matchup. I basically couldn't go to sleep because I just was just waiting for it to end. Like I know most people are are in the same boat as us. Is that as Americans, we're just waiting for the results. I think it was like 1 a.m. Biden came out and he just gave like the hoo-ha speech of like, hey, we're doing good. Like, who knows? Like, we got to wait for them to count it. Then Trump comes out and he's like, I won. It's voter fraud or whatever he was saying. And I'm just like, holy hell, I don't, I I can't go to bed. I just need to know who won. So I finally passed out at like two or three in the morning and I woke up and Biden, what was he? He was up to like 300 this morning, minus 300, right?
0: Yeah, he's at about (laughs) minus 300 right now and climbing. (laughs)
1: so basically like people don't understand what these American books, they think they don't want to do it because there could be voter fraud or whatever goes on. If they can leg legally let people bet on the elections here. I just don't, I just think they don't want the volatility. Like people like me, other people that took Trump and then took Biden as these big dogs. We, we all just made over 10,000, $20,000 easily last night. Never a sweat. It was like, it, it not that I went to script, but like, people thought it was gonna be like 2016 when Trump was running away with the election by 11 PM on the election night where I just, I, I trusted what he was saying about the, these late votes were going to come in. It was going to move the odds a ton. And yeah, if you're, if you're a better and you don't, you don't have a dog in the race, like you don't really care about either side and you just wanted to make money. It was just an incredible night, especially if you don't have emotion attached to it. It's just, it's rare you, you literally take a game straight up where both teams are dogs and you just know you're going to hit a middle. So it was just, God, it was a good night, man.
0: Listen, you're on a bit of a hot streak. Uh, we'll transition here from the politics. I just wanted people to understand like how a professional better is thinking about the markets and, and really what the markets were doing. It was so volatile last night. It was so interesting. And we were seeing it in real time on the Action Network. Honestly, it's, yesterday was the biggest traffic day we've ever had. Um, because the entire nation was focused on what are the odds. And I think there were a lot of panic searches for how can this person win? What are the odds for this person to win? Not understanding that there are real betting markets attached, just wanting to sort of ease their minds as they watched John King flip uh, his magic wall nonstop. But um,
1: I, I think too, I think too it's that we're not that we're, we don't trust the media but you know it is when, when you're watching Senior or Fox, they're just going to spin it positive to their side regardless, where people want a non – they just want no bias. That's why I think your site got so much traffic was you guys aren't picking a side. You're just literally telling people the odds, and you're letting the market tell people what the odds are. So I think people just found comfort in it, where if you were a Trump supporter, you were happy seeing is a huge favor, and if you're a Biden guy, you were just nervously checking, saying, oh, my God, he keeps becoming a bigger dog. Or then you flipped it this morning, like we were just talking about. One person woke up thinking it was uh, it was all good, and they just got quickly realized, oh my God, the market has shifted completely while wow, I was asleep. So yeah, that that was fun, man. I'm happy for the Action Network getting all that traffic.
0: Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. I'm happy that you're cashing some bets. And while we all <laughs> wait, while we all wait for this bet to cash, uh, whichever side you're on, uh, you can know that if you are listening to this right now. Listening to me and Simon, you are listening to two of the hottest prognosticators in all of football. Three weeks ago, we went five and zero. Two weeks ago, we went three and two. This past week, Simon, four and one, four and one in a week where I, like Sunday morning, I'm like, should we just take our bye this week? Because there's two weeks in the, in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em Contest that you and I are in that you got to skip. Like you're, it's, it's required you skip. Simon, you pushed us. You pushed us to keep going. And remember, 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 this is a reminder for everybody. Simon is joining the pod every week. Together, we have entered the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. We will decide what picks he should put in. And dude, it could not be going any better right now.
1: Jack, yeah, can you believe people listen to other podcasts and they, they pay people picks online for football picks? When we just have this lovely free podcast, just giving out winners. I mean, Free
0: podcast, giving out winners. But not only that, not only that, we're giving out cash and we're giving out cash to people's favorite charity because we are bringing back, bringing back the cash fuel with Phrase That Pays contest in honor of our loyal listener, Sal, who did like what a classy, generous, kind thing Sal did. Sal was the first winner of our Phrase That Pays contest where he got $400 in cash. He got $400 in cash, and when Matt Mitchell called him and said, you won, he said, can you give it to Autism Speaks? He's like, I always plan on giving it away. I never thought it was going to be mine. He gave it to Autism Speaks. We were so inspired. We matched his donation, so we've given $800 to Autism Speaks. Um, And every week going forward through the end of the year, we are still giving one lucky listener $100 for every game we win. So someone this week is getting $400 because we chose their review. Go review the podcast and use the phrase that pays, which I'm going to give you in a second. Because not only are you you going to win cash, but we're going to match it for charity. So whoever is winning this week wins $400, plus we're giving away $400 in cash to your favorite charity. To be eligible, go review the podcast using the phrase, Simon says, you win, we give. And if we like it and we randomly choose it, you will win the money and your charity of choice will win the money as well. And don't forget, every pick we make, every stat we discuss, all the odds, all available in the free award-winning Action Network app. So Sign much it. good
1: karma. So much so good much karma. So much good
0: karma. I feel like that's what we got. We went 4 one last week. The Pats crushed us. Uh, the Broncos. Dude, you're fucking Woo. Broncos. Explain to the people... <laughs> Explain to the people our text on Sunday morning because I literally, like, in the most passive-aggressive way possible, tried to walk you off the Broncos eight different ways.
1: Yeah, and like um, people gotta understand, me and Chad we're we're buddies. We're just ball we're ball busters. Like he he hated the Broncos pick and he hated it all weekend. And the problem he doesn't understand that's just more fuel for my fire, man. When when Chad's just (laughs) down and I'm just like this guy, he's like, oh, it, I, I always talk about it. It's my profession is so weird where I may have this guy at the gas station where I go and see like once a week, you know, fill up my car. And he goes five and zero oh on his picks. And I go one and four on my picks. And he goes, Hey, this guy doesn't know much. He goes, I know just as much as a so-called professional, just because he had one good week. And that's their forever battle as a professional where, I give out games and it's just never ending people saying, well, how can you think this, this team's terrible. This team's so much better. That's a bad number. And it's just like, I'm playing a model. I'm playing a system, man. Like I'm with you. I don't like the pick either, but if my model saying this game should be a pick, we're getting three and a half lock up Denver, easy bet. And Holy hell was that a sweat. I, I I'm watching it and uh, they score and, uh not that I trolled the Twitter followers, but I put it out two and two just to mess with people. And of course people were like, oh, three and one, three and one. I was like, I know, I know. It's just it was just funny because everyone was like, Oh, you're so lucky. I've never I've never won a bet that I didn't get lucky on. I've never lost a bet I didn't get unlucky on. That's just gambling. So that was a sweat. The Eagles won. I mean, people can say again, we got lucky. Old Scooch saying, man. What what's the Scooch saying? The right side right is the winning
0: side. Right side is the winning side.
1: So me and Chad don't care how lucky we get, we're just gonna keep counting our money. So yeah, it was fun. And then I, I gave out our picks and we'll we'll break it down with how what round robins are. But if you if you don't ever understand anything, like if I put out round robin, you don't get it. You literally have built the team of nerds at the Action Network that have gone through anything you can think of gambling slang or betting rules or anything, they have a whole page dedicated to round robins. So It'll break down exactly how to do it, what the percentages are, what's the smartest way to play it. So when I gave it a round robin, um, people didn't understand it. Cause I, I, I should have put money lines, but I just put it, like I gave out Cincinnati Bengals money line, gave out, um, uh, the Chicago Bears money line. I gave out the Broncos money line. Gave out the Vikings money line. And um, Miami Dolphins money line. And basically, when you do a round robin like that, the goal is to go two for three. So you break it into twos because there's five teams. You just do it two by two. And if you go two for three, you're going to make a nice little penny. It's pretty much just the lazy man way. I'm doing a part.
0: So, like, you're pairing the Dolphins and the Bears. Then, yeah, you're easiest playing.
1: easiest ways. For that can example,
0: sit. explain what it is.
1: Right, just you can hold your hand out, and you have your thumb, your five fingers. Each finger is a number, and you touch each finger to each other, and that cancels each other out. So your your thumb goes to your index finger. That's one and two. Then the finger next to that's one and three. So you go through like that. It's you're literally. I'm parlaying every – all five of those games with each other, but there's no duplicates. So it's basically simple math. You, you have five games. You're parlaying each one one at a time with each other. It, it's – and, like, someone wrote on my Twitter, like, I feel bad now. If someone never played around Robin and I introduced them to it, it's such an easy way to lose money because it's like – like a week like last week, going four and one in that thing, I'm good now for like five weeks. Like that's if I if the Bears, which they should have just won that thing, I run. I went five and zero. You would be ta- I'd be taking this call from Hawaii. I don't know. Uh, I I might not retire, but I'd be like, all right, this season's over. I've I peaked because five and zero money line round robins is so rare, so rare to hit. And that Bears was a soul crusher, man. When they went to overtime, I was just like, today's my day. Like this is gonna come through, but. Luckily, most of the people that read, the, read my tweet, some of them did the money lines, which paid out great, and other people just did the spreads with the Dolphins money line, which also went 5-0, and oh, paid out great. So for most people, that was their first time doing a round robin. I can promise you it's never this easy. Like I'm saying, two for, if you go two for three in a round robin with the dogs' money lines, you pay out big. Like I know Stucky and Colin, they do a college round robin. I like that way more. And professional, like this is the first one I put out this year because this week just lined up where I saw a ton of dogs that could win outright. That's rare in the NFL where it looks that easy. Where in college, you got like over a hundred games to pick from. You can find winner dogs. So if if you don't know much about and you like playing them, Colin Stuckey they do they do a great run. Robin, that's a good follow for them.
0: Colin and Stuckey, Action Network College Football Podcast. Catch it on Fridays. It's amazing. Listen, Simon, you're practically like a professional at dropping the contextually relevant shameless promotion. And that's an impressive feat considering you're relatively new to the business.
1: Yeah, I'm slowly selling out, Chad. It's beautiful.
0: I love it. I love it for you. I love it for us. Um, and I'm glad you explained the round robin because we did get a bunch of tweets about that and, and Matt Mitchell want to make sure that, that we- um, Yeah, go to the Action have-
1: Network. if you, If you still don't get it, they break it all down on paper. It's an easy read, just- Read it before you do it. I know a lot of people bet it blindly just because I put it out. You kind of want to understand the rules before you make these bets because it's not always going to be that easy to win.
0: Um, All right, so we went 4-1 and last week. The one game that I was desperate to get into our picks that we hadn't discussed last weekend was the Dolphins. We ended up using the Dolphins to replace the Bears because the Bears were just making me nervous even though they were clearly the right side at the end of the game. Um, But, dude, we are right now – in thirty eighth place out of what more than eight hundred people, for the DraftKings, what do we win? One million dollars, one point five million dollars, and um, that's three and big, a
1: half, three and a half back of the lead too.
0: Three and a half back of the lead. Now we gotta still have to choose two weeks where we don't make any picks at all. We're still gonna put those picks in the Action Network app. We will still make picks, put them in the app, but we will not put those picks into the contest. We're not allowed. Let's set it up right here, right now. Thursday night, we've got the Packers visiting the Niners. The Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites, and, like, look, this game, all of a sudden, no Jimmy G, no Kittle. Uh, the Niners really starting to struggle with injuries more than they were even before. Um, this is a pass, obviously.
1: Yeah, and, it like, honestly, going in, I, I like the Packers just because – them losing at home to Minnesota, a divisional game, felt like this was going to be a great spot coming, coming to the West Coast and playing the 49ers here. But what do we know? We know the 49ers, their run scheme has just been amazing against Green Bay. They played them twice last year and dominated them both times without even needing Jimmy G. It was just all running for the 49ers last year against Green Bay. So can't feel great about it because I'm back in a backup QB here in the 49ers against arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever to play in Rogers, but I'm going to take the points and just trust that there's good value here on the 49ers at home in a short week and that they can control the game running it. So I'm cool with passing. I, I don't really feel great about taking the 49ers. I just think this is a situational play where I'll have to take the 49ers.
0: Well, look, Chris Raybon has been all over – Aaron Rodgers and sort of regressing the last five years. And he wrote a lot about it last year. I know he's got a great column coming out this week about how Aaron Rodgers is still not like playing at an all world level, despite what everyone believes. And there was more evidence of that against the Vikings this past week. Uh, We saw it against the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago. So while you may say, and we all may say he's one of the best ever, like he's not what he was. And there's a lot of evidence to bear that out. Um, I'm glad we're not putting the Niners in the contest, however. You're
1: blaming Rodgers for that loss last week? I didn't know he was playing middle linebacker for the defense. Listen. It's not his fault. Dalvin Cook ran for
0: 1,000 yards. I'm just saying. I know. Okay? I hear you. Um, uh, <clears throat> I, I am on the side that Aaron Rodgers isn't as good as he used to be. Uh, of course. And so I don't think like I'm with you, man. I'm saying the Niners are probably <laughs> the right side here at five and a half, even without half their team playing. Cause I think the Packers are way overvalued. That's all I'm saying. I love you. I love you too. Uh, all right. Let's get to the early games. The aforementioned Chicago bears, they're five and a half point underdogs at the Titans. Everything is split here. There's no real uh, there's no real advantage in the money. There's no real advantage in the bets. Five and a half. What are you rating this at, Simon?
1: Wow. I'm shocked by that. I'm shocked people are coming in on the Titans after that Bengals game of just everything people say about the Titans game true. Their defense can't stop anybody. They're the worst pass defense in football. I know they just got Desmond King from the Chargers, but is he really going to solve all their woes? Um, The biggest reason I just won't, it's hard for me to just take the Bears right now is they got more injuries on the offensive line and it's becoming apparent where I don't know if uh, Nick Foles is butting heads with Nagy, but you can just tell that he, some of these plays that Nagy's calling Nick Foles just does not like, he just does not think they're smart for the situations and come Sunday, I'm going to be on the bears here. This number is way too big for a Titans team that, they haven't proven to anyone they should be favored by more than three and a half, three against a winning team. But I would wait on this one. You need to really know what's going on with this bears offensive line, because if, if I know the Titans don't have a great, a great D line, but if if he can't get any protection for Nick Foles, it's hard to back him. So I'm cool with putting that one aside, but I do like the bears here.
0: You know, it's interesting. You say that uh, about Nick Foles. I don't disagree. Like, I, I feel like he is lacking confidence in what Nagy is, is calling. And I do feel like I saw this the other day that there are times where, where full said that there are times Nagy is calling a play that he knows it's not going to work. And that looks like it's happening constantly. Also David Montgomery is, is, is just not functional. Like he's a corpse. He's not hitting holes. He dances every single time he gets the ball. Um, It is not a team that has any running game to speak of whatsoever. And I will say, so undisciplined. Like, forget about what happened with the wide receiver punching the defensive back for the Saints. Like, every single down, it feels like there is some kind of stupid mental mistake for the Bears that they will say is born of aggressiveness but it's really just them not functioning as a team that understands how to do the little things to keep themselves in a position to win. I, I right. say that, you know, as a Bears that,
1: fan. That defense should not be giving up a one-minute touchdown drive at home to Drew Brees before half. That, that was – that's on the coaching, so I'm, I'm with you.
0: Uh, Lions are now four-point dogs. They opened as two-point dogs. They are now four-point dogs against the Vikings. What's interesting in this game is that the bets and the money are coming in on the Lions. What say you, professional better, Simon Hunter?
1: Yeah, maybe maybe Vegas is laying a trap here, but maybe the line moved too because Kenny Galladay is supposed to be out for Detroit. Now he's a big piece for the wire receiving core. But this game's this game feels like a field goal. It's like both these teams have big glaring weaknesses, and they have offenses that can score for the most part and they can keep them in games. so when i'm looking at this i'm thinking to myself so minnesota just got a huge road win against green bay they're coming home playing a detroit team that just lost at home that's going on the road that most of their games they play tight and they just got blown out detroit at home so For me, this is an automatic play. I'm going to ride with, I don't know if it's a public or the sharps, but I I like this Detroit number, especially at plus four. I'm happy to take that.
0: You and I are in total agreement. And I will say, last week, the first game that we loved, the very first game that we loved that did not get a lot of attention and seemed like a no-brainer. Like, you know, as the week goes on, you can always sort of aggregate what is everybody talking about and what are the picks and blah, blah, blah. And, like, nobody loved the Colts the way we did. We loved the Colts. And I look at this and I think the Lions are the team in which I am gonna do the opposite of what happened the week before almost every week. And because the, the swings in the reaction from the market to the Lions are so massive. And so you're always going to get value on the opposite side. Love the Lions here. Let's do it. You know who I don't I don't love at all? Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is getting some kind of benefit of the doubt, but he's just a bad quarterback. He is inaccurate. At this point in his career, he should not be making these decisions that he makes. Uh, And I just have no faith in him that um, he's a guy who will end up getting through a game without making a catastrophic error that is going to send me into complete disarray. So Giants are plus three visiting Washington right now.
1: And I know a lot of people are going to think, like, this is a coin-flip game, so they're going to take the Giants. But I personally have this at Washington minus four. And it has more to do with the fact that Washington just has such a great D-line. And coming off a of bye week and the fact they lost to the Giants in a game they probably should have won or at least went to overtime in, I love it. I love I love how this lines up for what the Washington football team. So. I understand why people think this is good to take the three and a half to three with the Giants, but I just think they're overlooking that this Washington team, they don't really make mistakes. Kyle Allen, he just doesn't turn it over, at, especially at the rate, right, like you were just saying, as the Giants do. So I'm cool with fading Daniel Jones here and just backing this Washington football team.
0: Do you like it enough that we want to put it in the contest right now, or do we want to wait? Because the money and everything's coming in on the Giants right now, so...
1: Right, like, that's that's why I'd put on the side. I'd hope to get a better number because three, yeah. like, we talk all the time. We don't want to push in this competition. We either just want to win or lose. So, yeah. hopefully this goes down to two and a half, and I'll happily take Washington here.
0: We still have coming up uh, the big bet your balls bet of the week. I don't even know what we call that still. Big balls bet of the week. We got that coming up.
1: Now yeah, we still haven't lost one yet this year, man. It's like 4-0 and or 5-0. What What is our big
0: balls bet of the week last week? The Broncos. Bronco! Yeah,
1: that's why, That's what I meant. You needed big balls to make that bet.
0: You, dude, we needed seriously big fucking balls. All right, <laughs> Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are three-point favorites on the road at Matt Mitchell's favorite team, Western New York's pride, the Buffalo Bills. Hey!
1: Wanna.
0: man short home dog seattle Ugh. traveling all the money coming in on seattle all the bets coming in on seattle give me one good reason why we don't take the bills here
1: i know it sucks this is a professional line this is yeah. like a situation where you just you have to take the bills i i know josh allen hasn't played well i know the defense has just been atrocious and they can be run on but Oh, man. I, I have to take the Bills. I, I, it's painful. Uh, we, we probably won't put it in because this, this, this is too, too risky. Where Russ, he, he, in these situations, I've just been burned by him a lot where he, he'll just cover this two-and-a-half number. But I just have to play the Bills here. A home dog that hasn't been playing well against a team that just had a huge divisional win coming across country, like you said. I, I'm with you. I, I'm taking the Bills here.
0: This game feels like a hornet's nest.
1: I'm walking into a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. It definitely is. We're definitely walking into a hornet's nest in this one.
0: We are walking into a goddamn hornet's nest. These are murder hornets. (laughs) (laughs) This number is going to go up. If it crosses three, if it gets to three and a half, and right now 80% of the money is coming, and there's a lot of bets on this game already, 80% of the money is coming in on the Seahawks. 66% of the bets are coming in on the Seahawks this game gets to three and a half, I would have no problem putting this in the contest.
1: I'll I'll put it in if there's any type of weather. If we get some snow or rain, I'm with you. I'll back the bills here. But if it's a, a beautiful day up in Buffalo, there's no way I can back the bills. I can't back Josh Allen to beat the Seahawks in a shootout. So I'm with you. We, we can put it on the side because I do love this number.
0: Matt Mitchell, if you could check in with the Action Weather Center and let us know before the end of the podcast what the forecast is going to be in Orchard Park on uh, Sunday, that would be fantastic. Next game up, Ravens, two-and-a-half-point faves on the road at Indianapolis. This one is a sticky wicket. Unless your rating is telling you, I got this, I feel confused.
1: Yeah, got it at the pick. So, love the Colts. Think you're getting a good number here. Fuck Um, you! I know I
0: cannot believe you're gonna make us bet the Colts in this one. That's a huge <laughs> difference between two and a half and pick. Getting a home dog like this.
1: I uh, know. I just This is I disgusting. Don't know. I, I maybe maybe I'm overvaluing um the injury to the O line of the Ravens, but I just don't see how, how the Ravens can really move the ball against this Colts defense and We've seen the evidence now. Lamar, he's played good teams and big spots, and he keeps not playing up to the standard we're accustomed to. Those interceptions he threw last week were absolutely horrible. He's throwing it right to defenders, and I don't know. I'm with you. This, is, uh, this, is, this isn't my big ball. It's better that week, but, like, I have to take the Colts here. I just think this is great value, and this is a, this is a bad spot for the Ravens here. Are
0: they contest-worthy?
1: I feel better if we had the Colts at three and a half. So if, 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 the, if the public and other people keep coming in on the Ravens here and we can get it back up to three, three and a half, I'd put it, I'd put it in, yeah.
0: It's not looking that way right now. Everything's, money is split. Public is coming in on the Ravens, so we might get lucky, but the money is staying even right now. Panthers visiting the Chiefs. They're 10-and-a-half-point underdogs. Getting the money, but not getting the bets.
1: Right. This is sharp. This is a sharp play. We we talk about it all the time on here. Teddy is a dog. We take Teddy every time as a dog. I know the Chiefs at home. I forget the exact stat, but it's they might be like 13 1 against the spread. Something crazy. And last week it was never ending people asking me like how can you take the Chiefs as a 3 point uh, uh 19 point favorite, 20 point favorite and it's situational. I never will take favorites that big usually, but if if I have a good read in the game, and I'm saying, well, this number should be 23. Happy to take the Chiefs. Where this week, I had this game at eight and a half for the Chiefs, so eleven and a half, ten and a half with Carolina Panthers. I think I'm getting three points of value. I love this play for a good backdoor. So I'm on the Panthers this week.
0: Are we putting this in our contest?
1: Let's put it in for right now. I love it.
0: So right now the, the games that we love, we have games that we love right now. We love the Lions plus four. We love Washington minus three, but we're hoping to wait because we think it might come down a little bit. We love the Panthers plus plus ten and a half. and And by the way, we might get the Panthers and more like this, this, this could be a little bit of a rocket ship as the week goes on. Like it's still very early, not a lot of bets on this game, but we got three bets that we like right now out of the early games. I do like having the early games just because it, you know, helps me set up for the rest of the day. Texans visiting the Jaguars, seven point favorites. This game is the proverbial corner TV game in our virtual landscape. We will not have any interest in this game unless you tell us. No. Okay. No,
1: it's too ugly. Like the pro and me, I'm going to take the Jaguars. I know they have the new QB in there. But you can run on the Texans, and the Jaguars, they like to run it with Robinson. And everything I've seen from the Texans is that they're not – I don't know. They're not this team that I can trust to be a seven-point favorite over anyone. That's a lot of points for such a bad team to be lying. And Texans have already beat the Jaguars this year. So – you think they're going to beat them two times this year and both times by more than seven points? I just can't see it. So I'm going to take the Jaguars this week, even though I know they've just been horrendous of late. But I'm going to trust the number and take the Jags here.
0: We have breaking news. Breaking news from the Action Network Weather Center. This just in from producer Matt Mitchell. Uh, it is beautiful in the Paris of Western New York this weekend. Uh, it should be 67 and sunny so we might take this game off the board for us
1: yeah that's that's scary
0: also an update on uh the continued lack of respect i get in my house as everyone of the podcast who listens to the podcast is aware i broke my thumb playing football with my son over the summer i uh had surgery in september i had three pins put in it um i had surgery on monday to have uh, two of the uh, three pins taken out. One had already been taken out. My son texted me the other day when it was clear Gardner Minshew was not going to be playing because of a broken thumb. And he said to me, I'll never make fun of you for your broken thumb again because that would be disrespecting the goat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least your kids got his priority straight.
0: That's what we're talking about. I'm second in line behind Gardner Minshew because he's so good on Madden. (laughs) All right. All right. The uh, Broncos, our favorite team in the NFL, the Broncos. I think that one point on Sunday, I just texted you. They were down like 24 to 3. I texted you. So fucking pissed. I'm like, fucking Broncos. And I knew like we were going into a Sunday night needing Carson goddamn wins to win by seven And, a half. and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me that we're going to have to salvage what looked like a great day that we wanted to fucking skip and we're going to end up losing on the day because of the goddamn Broncos? And then Mr. Professional, calm, cool, and collected. Fuck you, Chad. Now the Broncos, plus three and a half on the road at the Falcons, getting the money and the bets.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it's a smart bet to make. Uh, why are the Falcons favored by four points over anybody? Um, don't feel great about it because we just got so incredibly lucky back in the Broncos last week, and – Literally, Drew Locke played one quarter out of four. He showed up in the fourth quarter. That's all we needed him for, to get us that cover. But I cannot back the Falcons here after their win on Thursday night. Um, I'm happy to take the plus four, but I would not put this one in the competition.
0: No way. This is a a total pass for me. Total pass. But here's the thing. We got three games in that we like. Reminder, we like the Lions plus four. We uh, like the Panthers plus ten and a half. We tend to like Washington football team minus three. We're just hoping the number moves a little bit more because the money is coming in on Danny Jones uh, and the New York football giants. All right, let's get us to the late games. We still haven't gotten to the big balls bet of the week. We still right. Have- should
1: we, I feel like we should use it on the Colts. I feel bad now because I'm looking at these other lines. It's like, oh, man. I mean, I'll, we'll get to the game I wanted to use it on, but it's like, do I really want to use it here? Well, cause it hasn't lost yet. I want to get a winner.
0: Let's wait, let's wait, let's see. And then we can decide. Okay. Uh, we are moving into the late games. So right now the first late game on the board is the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders visiting the chargers. You know, it used to be Ted Hendricks, you know, from Oakland visiting Dan Fouts for those of you who are old enough to remember that instead it's the Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Los Angeles chargers chargers are a one and a half point favorite. feels like the right side.
1: And you said the money and the tickets are coming in on the Raiders?
0: Money and tickets coming in on the Raiders. And the line has moved from three to one and a half. So,
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I mean, we we can make this the big balls by the week because I do love the Chargers in this situation.
0: I love the Chargers right here.
1: People got burned last week by the Chargers in just a classic fashion. The Raiders just had a huge blowout win on the road. Now they're coming back across country to come play the Chargers. So... For me, this feels like an auto play where you can't not take the Chargers. As long as it's under a field goal, I'm happy to take the Chargers here and think they can get a win here.
0: Big balls, bet of the week. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers, minus one and a half for now. We might get it, like, at a better a number. pick. Yeah, it so might go down great to a pick. This going. I like it a lot. You know what I don't like? Steelers, two touchdown favorites on the road at the Cowboys. Pass. Just pass. You okay. coward. You fuck you, you coward. <laughs> what did you say? It's my nerves, sir. I, I just can't stand it anymore. Well, hell, you're just a goddamn coward. I won't have to... sons of bitches. who are afraid to fight stinking up this place of honor? You hear me? You goddamn coward!
1: Yeah, we can pass it. it. It this would be the third straight road game for the Steelers. So they've just beat the Titans. They just went and beat the Ravens. Now they're coming down to Dallas to play arguably one of the worst football teams we've ever seen. Uh, professionally, you should always take the Cowboys here. But as an idiot that I am, I'm going to take the Steelers, and I'm just going to keep fading this Cowboys team. It's just I don't think they've adjusted enough. I think without Dak, this point this should be a 20-point spread of them at home because what do we know about the Steelers' defense? It's one of the top units on football. They might give up yards. But they get turnovers, and they're staunch in the red zone. So in my mind, if we just get a half-decent effort from the Steelers here and they don't just sleepwalk through this game, I can see them covering this number. But I'm with you. I would not put this in the competition.
0: Listen, you don't bet against the nooch. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you watched that game the other day against Philadelphia. I I did because we had it in the competition, and we needed it, and we got lucky at the end there. But listen, if you listen to the announcers, Ben DiNucci is figuring it out. You can see it in his eyes. The game is slowing down. He so knows what he's doing now. <laughs> and then he gets sacked eight times, gives up a fumble that gets us the lock. Like, that was idiotic, some of the commentary on Ben DiNucci figuring it out and the game slowing down for him.
1: And also, I don't think people are considering if People are saying we got lucky. We also got Doug Peterson. This man literally gave the Cowboys six points. He he kept going for it on his own side or on their side at the 50-yard line on fourth down. They get stop. Cowboys would get maybe one or two first downs, and then Greg Leg would kick a field goal. So I know people think we got lucky. That game shouldn't even have been close. That was just a terrible, terrible game altogether by the Eagles team. We got saved by a good Eagles defense, but... I'm with you. If you're you're the smartest guy in the room, you've been taking the Cowboys every week and the Jets every week. You're not the smartest guy in the room. You're just an asshole at this point. So I don't want to take the Cowboys. I'm passing on
0: this one. Fighting words from Simon Hunter. My favorite football team the past two years is the Miami Dolphins. They have won us more money. I didn't even bet the Dolphins against the spread this past weekend. We had them in the contest. I bet them on the money line. That's how I roll. ML. Moneyline Millman—that's what they call me. You're a legend. Legend. Dolphins are four and a half point road dogs this week against the Cardinals. I feel like this is a tricky spot, though.
1: Tricky spot, but the same reason I was cool with you talking me into taking the Rams last week. The same reason this week—it's this Dolphins secondary is one of the most underrated units in all of football. They are arguably have two top. Eight cornerbacks, and when I'm looking at this game, I think to myself, "What do we know about the Cardinals? They can't really run the ball. They're a pass-heavy team, and it looks like the Dolphins just aren't going to ask Tua to do too much. Last week, they just dumbed the game down because they just got two defensive touchdowns and a kick return touchdown. So, makes me a little worried here. We're buying high a little bit on the Dolphins, but I don't think the number is too bad. Plus four and a half. I know they'll be a public dog this week, but." I feel comfortable taking the Dolphins here in a game that I got as a field goal. So I'm happy back in the Dolphins this week.
0: We are, as they say, we're going back into the tank. Set it back to the well back because you know, dolphins like in an aquarium tank. Get it. Get Get it. Got it. Not good. Get it. it? Got (laughs) it. Jesus. That was cold. Cool. All right. Saints and the Buccaneers. The Saints are five and a half point underdogs on the road. This number has moved up from four and a half to five and a half. And yet, and yet this is a, this is, this is a pros Joe's. The numbers moved up because the bets have come in on the Buccaneers, but the money's come in on the Saints.
1: So the, t- the tickets are coming in on the Saints
0: ticket. No tickets are coming in on the box. Money is coming in on the Saints.
1: Oh, wow. Um, I'm shocked by that. I mean, I know the Buccaneers, they played a really bad game against the Giants, but that was well overdue. they played two games in a row just flawlessly, and they were due for a letdown game, especially when they were looking ahead to this game. I, I i can't, the Saints, man, they just, I don't like it. I haven't liked what I've seen the last couple of weeks. Drew Brees, I don't like what I'm seeing from him. I don't like it either. Still, still no Michael Thomas, still, like, Saner's been out with COVID. It, it's... We're hitting a point here where in this Buccaneers game, I, I hate that it's such a high spread, but I feel comfortable taking where I have this at 6.5 for the Buccaneers. So in my mind, I'm getting a Buccaneers team that played a really bad game that I know they won by the skin of their teeth, and it came down to two-point conversion. But I just see them rebounding really big here at home in a primetime game with Brady. So I, I feel comfortable taking the minus 5.5 here with the Buccaneers
0: you feel contest comfortable or you just feel comfortable? Like, is it better?
1: Um, that's tough to say. I love, it. you know what? Yeah. Let's put that in for right now. I do love it. It's been killing me these Sunday nights though. Cause like you just said, we got to stay up until whatever it is, eleven thirty, twelve, 12. And then I get up at four in the morning and start working on the next week. It is brutal, but uh, in this situation here, like I uh, just with the Eagles last week, I feel like this is a good number for a primetime game with a favorite. So I'm comfortable. I'm with it. Let's take the Buccaneers.
0: Listen, brother. Listen. I I do not. If if the excuse we need to not take the bucks is that we can't stay up, I'm with you. I listen. <laughs> I, like the fact I I was up till two o'clock in the morning for the election stuff and the Action Network editorial team um, was working until 6am. And, uh, we had a a meeting at midnight to go over our staffing plans because we saw like how crazy the night was going to be and want to make sure we were able to cover it all through the night. And like the, the response I got for being able to stay up until midnight and be available. To even say hey maybe we should talk about this was overwhelming so there's no way i want to stay up to watch a game that i actually have to bet on um so i'm happy to not put it in just for that we'll put on the side well because uh,
1: worst worst case you can just go back to you can go to bed at halftime and i'll just be the one sweating it
0: i can't i can't do it that way i gotta sweat it i gotta know. <laughs> I had to sweat. Listen, we're in 38th place in the DraftKings contest. And the only reason I know that is because you had told me and Matt Mitchell earlier in the day that we were top 40 uh, with our finish. And then if the Bucks covered, the Bucs didn't cover, we would be um, moving up the chains. And so, like, I had to stay up just for that. Like, and I had had surgery that day.
1: Yeah, and it's funny. The top competition guys, a lot of these guys – Every week, if you go through their picks, all they're doing is fading the Cowboys and the Jets with two of their picks. And then the three other picks they have left over, they either go two favorites and one dog or two dogs and one favorite. And it's been like, like I, I want to say at the top 50, 50% of the people on Monday night played the Buccaneers, which was, I'm not trying to say it was a stupid bet by them, but like, come on. So like, in my mind, it gives me confidence. I'm like, all right, these guys are kind of amateur. They're making amateur bets here. so. Right now, I me and you are sitting, if we can just keep like, – like we talk all the time, our, if our bad weeks are two and three, we're going we're gonna to be in this top 50 come week 16. So I'm really excited right now.
0: All right, the last game is the Patriots and the Jets. The Patriots are seven-point favorites. This team's trash. The Jets are trash. Neither of us want to be able – want to spend our Monday night. Like, to me, that Monday night, I'm circling that. That's when I'm finishing the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I am not watching this game.
1: Trash. Trash game. Uh, betting the Patriots just because uh, I'm just going to keep fading the Jets it's just been good to me and can't give you a good read on it had this number at 7 so technically you're getting good value on the Jets but I don't care taking Cam on the road against this horrible Jets team
0: All right, we are going to get to the phrase that pays we're going to announce our winner we're going to announce that we're giving money away to charity again um, but we are through the board and first
1: but first survivor contest
0: Oh yes, survivor. We continue to survive because we had the Bucks last week.
1: We, we're doing it, and we talk all the time. We started with over half a million people. We are down below sixteen thousand people left.
0: No and, way.
1: Yep, and uh, they were those people were praying for that Bucks loss because that was thirty five percent of our pick pool was in that Bucks game. So that would have been huge for the other contestants if the Bucks would have lost that game. But, as always, me and Chad prevail because we are the greatest. And of all time. <laughs> I don't know. if I have to check. I don't think we've taken Pittsburgh yet. That feels like the smart play this week. Yep. You, you get yep. Pittsburgh out of the way in that tough division. We'll put them on there. And then the other play, which is risky, would be New England. We're just There's no other situation the rest of the year you're going to take can't this terrible New England team. Can't, you do, can't it. do it.
0: Can't. No way. That's terrible. That's a terrible idea terrible idea
1: <laughs> so you heard it from the man himself we're just gonna lock in uh pittsburgh for our lock in the steelers. I'll, I'll put out a poll anyway because it's fun seeing how people vote but yeah we'll lock in the steelers for survivor
0: brilliant i love it i totally love it here's our roundup right now steelers for survivor pool we love the lions plus four we're gonna uh keep an eye on washington minus three we're hoping it drops We are going to take the Bills off our list unless we can get them at three and a half. Right now, they're at two and a half. But the weather in the Paris of Western New York looks a little too nice for us to feel good at less than a field goal. We like the Colts, but we want that at three and a half against the Ravens. We like the Panthers at plus ten and a half. The big balls, bet of the week. (sighs) Chargers minus one and a half against against the Raiders. We're hoping that moves a little bit more. We also like Miami plus four and a half. So I think our five are four right now for sure. Lions, Panthers, Chargers, Finns. Lions, Panthers, Chargers, Fins, And then we got a couple that we're waiting on. That's I love it, man. Right. We got
1: a couple of good dogs and a couple of short home favorites. It, 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 this feels like a really good weekend. Come Sunday, you're going to text me and say, should we do the bye? Once again, I'm going to be like, I love this board. It's going to be hard to take a bye week this week. But, well, we will let the fans know if we do take a bye, of course. But we th- have this, feels good, this feels like a good week.
0: The problem is we're going to feel good every week. so like, Yeah, we're, we're hot. We're hot right now. We're geniuses. Like, You don't want to get off this train. And so, no. loving is this good. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> uh, it's time for the phrase that pays. Last week, we asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did and used the winning phrase in the review were eligible to win up to $500 and and have us match their winnings for any charity of their choice. We had loads and loads of reviews, seriously, ridiculous number of reviews, and they are so good. Um, but we are doing another phrase the pays contest. From now through the end of the season, the winner earns $100 for every win Simon and I have in the contest. We are going to match. Go rate and review the podcast using the phrase, Simon says, you win, we give. Simon says, you win, we give and we will randomly choose the winner to get that cash and that charity match. The winner of last week's contest, winning the cash and then telling us which charity he'd like to send it to is Chris Jenkins. Here's his review. Another banning banner week for the gambling savants, Chad and Simon. Although you may miss Bob Scucci making a line change, line change on the pod, Simon Hunter, has seamlessly stepped in the last two years. Not only is my wallet fuller, but I'm surprised to say Chad Millman's gambling abilities have also increased. Simon says, we love winning, bing, 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 so much they decided to share the dough with loyal listeners. By the way, shout out to Matt Mitchell for convincing the boys to give the good karma payout on that brutal Browns loss and keep the five-star reviews coming so he can finally sleep soundly as the podcast flies up the rankings. Chris Jenkins, you hit every KPI that we look for. Reviews, rankings, Matt Mitchell. You are our winner of $400. You need to get in touch with Matt Mitchell, matt.mitchell at actionnetwork.com or we'll reach out to you on Twitter via the DM so that we can find out which charity you want to send that money to.
1: Love it. And I I tell people to keep DMing me. like this, I had this guy named Connor. DM I mean, he was telling me that we helped him. Like, so basically, he's been trying to get an engagement ring for to propose to his fiance, and he won enough money off our picks to get an engagement ring to give to this girl. So he's doing. He did it this past weekend. And I said to him, "Man, write that as a review. Chad's gonna love that story." So he's an idiot. He just lost that on four hundred dollars by just telling me in my DMs where he should just write that review, man, because that's awesome. We're helping by the people. Way, Get engagement rings, Chad.
0: Simon, you got to DM him back and we're bringing him on the podcast. Matt Mitchell's whole job is because he emailed me and said he liked the podcast and we started talking and then he gave up his whole life to go get a degree in audio storytelling in Syracuse. We had a six-wheel baby and a young wife and now all of a sudden he's working at the Action Network. Follow your dreams, kids. This has been the favorite the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, follow your dreams, kids. Love you.